Welcome to Let's Get Healthy on Talk 1370. Brought to you by People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy. We're taking your calls live at 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Welcome to Let's Get Healthy, sponsored by People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy on Talk 1370 AM. I am your host, Brad Swale, here with Dr. Elena Villanueva. How are you, doctor? I'm doing well. Good morning. It's good to be here. It's it's a beautiful. It is a beautiful morning. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody could complain about this weather. Um, so on today's show, we have Dr. David Gruner, who's a top New York heart surgeon, who will be coming on to tell us about how to stay healthy during the holidays, make good food choices, keep our body strong as the weather gets a little bit colder and people sort of bundle up, their nose get runny, they wipe their nose and, you know, they touch stuff and, you know. Spread it around spread to everyone, around. spreading the love. That's right, exactly, spreading <laughs> the love. Uh, and then John Asraf uh, is the author of Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. And I think we were both very excited to talk to him. Uh, did some of his um, his guided meditations last night and it was relaxing. And then the last guest will be Sally Van Sickle, who will be coming on to uh, tell us about an upcoming event. Um, so awesome. we're looking forward to that. So just let's get these events out of the way. So we are sponsored by People's Rx, and they have uh, oftentimes free events. And on Monday, November 5th at 7 p.m. Uh, at the People's Wellness Center North, that's at uh, 183 and 620, It's five ways to improve your health. And then on Wednesday, November 7th at 6 p.m., ketogenics versus paleo diet. And then at the People's Conference Center on South Lamar, at the South Lamar location, they have a nice little setup right next door. Problems with stubborn water weight? Your food could be inflaming you is the name oh, of the Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. And then Thursday, November 5th, or sorry, 8th at 6.30 p.m., the teachings of Bruno Groening, German mystic and healer. That that sounds also very interesting. So if you have questions or want to know more about the events, go to peoplesrx.com slash events. It's the best way to do Perfect. it. I could read them out. I could go through all the details, but... You it, check it, them out online. Check them out online. It's way, they'll have, they'll have the, the pricing or if it's free, location, you know, the number to call, that stuff. Um, so we have the first guest on the line, uh, Dr. David Gruner. Um, New York heart surgeon here to talk, tell us about how to stay healthy during the holidays. Dr. Gruner, how are you? How are you guys doing? Doing great. It's good to speak with you again. Uh, so, yeah. Well, so tell us, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into how to stay healthy during the fall and winter. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a cardiovascular surgeon, um, but I treat mostly athletes because I treat a lot of congenital disease and venous disease. Um, and I was an NCAA athlete myself as a as a, as a youngster, so I, I typically have you know a vested interest in the whole health and fitness kind of arena. Um, in fact, that's how I ended up in medicine, which is another story. But um, I'm here today to answer any questions, not just from a, a doctor's perspective, but from an athlete's perspective or somebody willing wanting to actually increase their levels of performance. Oh, interesting. Okay, um, so. Uh, I mean, I guess as the as the weather cools down, people tend to sort of bundle up, and there there's a lot of uh, I would say foods that they typically wouldn't eat, um, different you know uh, sweets and stuff like that, and people sort of they they hibernate almost. 
Um, mm-hmm. What can you? What, what's your advice for you know getting past the that sort of slump? It's too cold outside. I want I want to stay inside. And you know what? What do you do? Well, I typically switch my workouts a lot um, during the winter um, versus the summer. And there's clearly a much different, you know, bigger difference in, in the Northeast than there is where you guys are at. I'm in New York City. Yeah. Um, about 50 degrees different, you know. So in the summer, I do a lot of cycling. Um, I'll do a lot of outdoor circuit training, swimming, running, things like that. Whereas in the winter, I'll switch to things like um, martial arts or um or, or uh, basically uh, combo training, like uh, classes, things like that. But in general, I find that it's a lot easier to stick to something if you have people that you go with or that you have an appointment, so to speak. And in your mind, you know, it's always a lot easier if you're not letting anybody down. Um, so when you, there's a lot of uh, apps that have showed this too. Um, we use one in our company that rewards employees for, for doing well or hitting their fitness goals it's called Fitness Amigo. And I didn't think it was going to be such a big hit, but it's huge. Interesting. Anything that gives you objective data, because it's very easy to look at yourself in the mirror from week to week. And, you know, often we're not the best judge of ourselves. Um, you may not see a difference, but then you see somebody that you haven't seen in three months and be like, wow, something's changed about you. I mean, that's very refreshing. So, yeah. you know, so we're both our worst and, uh, and most generous critics at times, depending on the situation. Yeah, it's very but easy. It, it's very easy to give yourself a break and say, you know, come up with excuses and say, I didn't go um, for a bike ride because, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. What I'm decide. saying is, you're much more prone to you're much more prone to giving yourself excuses when you don't see clear evidence. And we're a bad judge of that because we look at ourselves every day. Yeah. We don't see incremental change. And so you're, if you just keep it, go ahead. Oh, no. And I was just going to say, and so this app is actually um, an interactive app that that people can use to help them track the, what their macros and and other other progress with their with their daily activities. I don't use this app personally. Um, I use a bunch of different ones, but uh, everybody in our company uses it. And I think it, it, what happens is it links to your Fitbit. Um, oh, nice. So you can you you can tabulate um, how many calories you eat, which clearly it's not going to be able to do through a Fitbit, but it can tell you know tabulate how much how many calories you burn. And if you do the math and you hit you know these you know ex- excess calorie expenditure goals, it rewards you um, with little things like another Fitbit or an iPod or things like that over time. So what do you think about? It sounds like maybe through this app, and I'm sure there are other ways to do this as well. Uh, setting up sort of like friendly competitions with um, your friends or you know your workout partner about who can you know do the most or uh, you know like with that maybe it tabulates certain amount of points who can get the most points. What do you think about that sort of stuff? Yeah, this, this works by on a very similar way. You know, another question I get asked a lot is with social media and its relevance to fitness. I mean, fitness just over the last. I don't know, five to six years, it really blew up in all sorts of aspects in terms of marketing and uh, mar- um, uh, popularity. I mean, it was never as popular to be fit as it is to be now, and a large part of that has to do with social media and, you know, basically showing off your results. And people are much more prone, you know, to it, it's okay to take pictures of yourself, to show incremental change. It's okay to track all this stuff. It's, um, we now have all these... Um, not just body weight monitors, but body composition monitors. Um, there's a new one that just came out called Naked HD, and it basically uses these different um, arbitrary points after it scans your initial body 
and it tracks your composition on a weekly basis. Interesting. So um, the one thing that I found with the, especially Instagram, is people definitely, I mean, there is, there is a lot more acceptance of posting uh, pictures of your body as you as you progress, and you know you you it's easy to find uh, people that you look up to that have seemingly perfect bodies all the time, um, and I find that that sort of that sometimes gives me anxiety. Like I'm not doing enough, and I should look like that. It, do you have advice for sort of getting past that and just sort of accepting like you know I'm going to progress at my own pace, and maybe having that ten pack is not for me. But maybe I'll settle well, with a six pack. I think you know this, this is not this is not just applicable to fitness, but in, in any in any sort of goal. Like I think you're you're increasing your chances of success and not just success, but perceived satisfaction when you kind of specifically align your goals beforehand and then meet specific checkpoints that objectively judge them. You know, so say like maybe my goal, maybe you're three hundred pounds or you know and five foot eleven. And your goal is not to be ripped right now because you decided that that's just not on the table. And but your goal is to lose 50 pounds and maintain your lean body mass. Now you can actually track that. You can and you want to do it within six months. Um, then you check up, check in with yourself every month. Say, look, this month I lost 10 pounds, and this is how I'm doing, and this is how I look. Yeah. But not, one one single parameter is really not ideal because very, very often the scale wise, you know, as you probably know, I mean, you can, it can vary depending on your hydration. Um, very, very often the mirror will lie. Maybe you, you know, deflated from a muscular standpoint. Very, very often and most commonly your opinion of yourself will lie, meaning one day that you're, you're kind of just depressed or something. You look at yourself in a negative light when you actually look positive. Yeah. Um, and, and things, things like that play a factor. But if you keep things factual and have multiple, you know, gauges, it's unreliable. It's it's very unlikely that all of those gauges will point you in the wrong direction over time. Yeah, that's uh, a, a, the the mirror. The mirror lying to you. Sometimes I want the mirror to lie to me, though. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but that's but, that was that also that also does you know that also does take into consideration that people need to be realistic because you know one of the things about our society is everybody's looking for an easy way out these days a lot more than they used to be, um, and that's still the case. And like, it's important for people to realize that the fitness and health is, is really a lifestyle change. It's not like a, a short-term fix. So that, that's absolutely I, true. It, it's that's yeah. a, that's all about lifestyle change. And I think that when people can find diversity in their physical activities, that that's also a big part of keeping them engaged in being physically yeah. active. You know, not everybody is going to do well walking into a gym every day, but they may really love going to tango classes or going to do, you know, going to play tennis and then another day, 100%. you know, going to do something else. So when you can alternate your different forms of physical activity, um, I think that also is going to really keep people engaged as well. And Dr. 100%, Gruner, like, I was, was going to say, I wanted to go back to, you, you mentioned setting goals and I think that's Ooh. really important thing to maybe go back and uh, elaborate more on how to set goals for, especially with the winter months coming up, you know, a uh, 300 pound guy, 5'11, you know, six pack abs isn't in the cards, but maybe 50 pounds over six months. Can you talk about more about how to set realistic goals or maybe even challenging goals so that um, uh, people, I mean, you know, stay there successful? Has, there's a lot to be said about that, you know, and 
in general, almost always we won't attain what we what we attempted to attain. That doesn't mean it's failure. That means you should just know that and fightfully and overshoot. So they said, there's an old adage that says, you know, shoot if you want to reach the treetops, shoot for the stars. Because the truth is, you probably will never get to the stars, but on the way getting there, you landed pretty high above where you were to start off with. Yeah. So a lot of factors go into this, including like, have you ever been fit in your life? Somebody that's been fit before and knows how to do it, that has lapsed, is going to have a much better chance at regaining their, their level of fitness and leanness. Whereas somebody that has never obtained that may not have anywhere to look. To, to, to look. So I totally, I recommend to all of my patients, I mean, that they seek a dietitian, um, they seek somebody that manages it checks their health depending on their age. You know, people 40s to 50s tend to be in, you know, perimenopausal or andropausal, you know, hormonal fluctuations, which can definitely affect things. Um, uh, I have them seek, you know, a qualified trainer that will help tell them what's realistic. So I think seeking advice from qualified professionals, especially in somebody that's new to this whole process, is crucial. Yeah. So how about food choices coming up? What should, uh, how should people navigate the holiday season? Everyone drinks too much and eats too much. Um, I'm not going to throw rocks in glass houses here, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, in general, you know, I kind of, again, this is a lifestyle choice. So I tell people don't pick a diet that, that you don't like, pick something that you like to eat me and you can believe it or not. Um, I pick paleo foods because in general, I like meat and potatoes and, and oily stuff. That's just what sits right with me. I don't like salads. I never have. I'm hungry like 45 minutes later. So it just, it, you know, five pounds of salad is still going to have more calories than, you know, a pound of hamburgers. And that pound of hamburger probably kept you a lot more um, satiated. Yeah. So in general, like I pick things that I like to eat. And then I try to figure out or research healthy options. And in almost any case, there is. I mean, so there's options like bison burger as opposed to um, beef. And I don't know if you guys have ever tried that. But, I mean, it's extremely delicious and does not taste bad at all. And then there's those white breast turkey burgers, which have an incremental, probably insignificant decrease in fat. Yeah. And taste a whole lot worse. <laughs> so you're probably up, you know, you're probably off going. If you can pick things, items like that, like, like bison instead of beef, which yeah. is very, very lean, very tasty, and totally doable over the long term, you're going to probably do much better. Figure out what you like to eat. I mean, if you're really somebody that has a, a horrible sweet tooth, that's going to have to be something you, tr- you change with time because there really is no diet that, that allows high glycemic index or a very sweet um, proportion of food. It just doesn't work from a hormonal as well as a caloric standpoint. And- but... What are your thoughts about also, you know, as, as we go into the holidays, just maybe changing your mindset around the holidays where so many of us were raised about, uh, you know, thinking about the holidays of, you know, it's a time for everybody to eat. And, and, um, and so people just overeat and, uh, you know, we can change our mindsets when, as we go into the holidays and really make it more about the, you know, the quality time that we spend with the family and with our friends, um, you know, rather than how much food we're going to eat or how much food we're going to try not to eat. And then, you know, everyone goes like comatose after they eat and then they're like sleeping in front of the television. You know, I talk, I, definitely do. I talk with my clients about that all the time. As we go into the holidays, 
why don't we, you know, why don't you work on recreating some new family traditions? And you can still have your holiday turkey and a couple of other things, but, you know, maybe try to refocus, uh, you know, some of the energy on some good quality family time and everyone getting out and going for a walk or, you know, playing some games or doing something like that instead of just eating from morning until, you know, from dawn till dusk. Definitely. And I mean, my company, I've made this whole paradigm shift in terms of, you know, company outings and things like that. Over the last few years, we, we were a typical medical company when we started off with, where people weren't healthy and they were going out to eat all the time. You know, now we've made this transition. It did take a, a while where, you know, and set our, for company outings, we'll do things like a hike or we'll, you know, have a fitness challenge and we'll reward people. And it's actually, you know, benefited us in many, many ways. People are much more cognizant. They're much more happy. Um, there's, a, there's a bigger camaraderie. And I do think like if you do that stuff with your family, um, it won't happen overnight, but yes, I mean, you can go, you know, shoot paintballs at each other or something like that. Um, I can think of, I can think of a couple brothers that I would like to shoot paintballs at. (laughs) But believe it or not, like if if you mention something like that to your family, extremely likely that you're going to be able to take off, you know, get rid of some old family drama by doing something like that. That's fun and cause you to burn calories as opposed to, you know, consume them. There's, um, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do other than sitting around and eating, but it's not, it doesn't happen overnight. And it, it does take a little bit of advanced, um, uh, thinking and whatnot. Also, it's extremely important. You say that you're always hunt that you overeat, you know, your stomach is, I tell people it, it looks exactly like a vagina on the inside. It can stretch to, to accommodate a watermelon or shrink back down. So, yeah. and that's, that's, that's notoriously the cause of failed bariatric surgeries in the past, because it doesn't matter if you cut 90% of the stomach out. If you eventually, if you keep overeating, it's going to stretch to its previous size. Um, yeah. Same thing happens in reverse, by the way. Like if you stop eating a lot or if you don't eat very much, your stomach is going to shrink significantly, which means after you've been on a diet, you guys have probably experienced this and you try to eat a normal meal afterwards, you feel kind of sick to your stomach. It's because your stomach is shrunk. It's not used to accommodating such large volumes. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah, no, that's a a good point. Yeah, if you practice portion control more than anything, and it it is difficult a little bit in the beginning, um, that's going to set you up to maintain because when you go around the family or or have all this delicious food in front of you, you're actually going to be full by the time that you get there. So you know? uh, we're we're coming up on the end, so I want to make sure you have time to uh, promote yourself. Uh, but also, I wanted to ask you briefly: What do you think about intermittent fasting? If I you, think that is one of the best ideas um, around, and it's probably it depends on how extreme you get with it. And like I, I practice a form of involuntary intermittent fasting because sometimes I just don't have time to eat. Yeah, you know, it works out where. On other days, I eat a lot, so it, it does a lot of things for you. Um, most importantly, it can keep can, keeps confusing your metabolism. So yeah. I tell people, you want your body to burn like a Corvette Z06 engine. However, if you keep starving yourself with calories, your body's like a robot. It will adapt to that, and it'll become more efficient or like a Prius. Okay, you don't want it to be like that because what's going to end up happening is your initial calorie restriction will end up counting for more calories because now the Prius gets way more miles per gallon than the Z06, right? Yeah. I figured you guys could understand that in Texas. Yeah, for um, sure. So, but that's not what you want. You want to keep confusing it. It takes your body about a week to adapt. 
So every five or six days, it's actually really important to just flood your body with calories. That way it keeps getting confused. It's like, hey, it's Wall Street in the 80s again. Let's burn my, let's burn yeah. it, you know? That's an, that's an then, interesting, interesting, interesting thing. I, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, this, this is really, cheat days really, really work. They only work if 80% of the time you're extremely strict and you have a calorie restriction. If you cheat, do cheat days, you know, 50, 60% of the time, you're, you're just going to get fat. Yeah. So I've always thought of cheat days as just cool. a way to stay mentally focused, but um, I, didn't, I didn't know that if you, if you do that, it kind of keeps your metabolism revved up. Oh, 100% it does that. Huh. But, huh. yes, the, the psychological aspect is also important because it's easier to stick to a goal when, when the finish line is in sight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so tell us about, uh, uh, I know you have a, a large Instagram following um, and other social media. If it, You have lots of great advice, obviously, if people wanted to uh, follow you and learn more. How can they do that? Um, they, they can follow my Instagram at dr.davidbrunner um, at Instagram, um, or they can, you know, we, I publish for a lot of, uh, for a lot of um, magazines like Muscle and Fitness, Men's Health, Women's Health. Um, I have a column in Men's Health, actually. And, uh, but in general, um, I'm very happy to be on, on shows like yourself because it, it's, it's a little bit different when it's in an impromptu setting and you can ask specific questions and you can elaborate a little bit. Yeah. So me, I'm, I find that, that when you, you doctor talk to people, they don't really understand 99% of what you're saying either because they're bored or they just tune you out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But. But if, if, they, if, they, like if they don't understand a, a certain term, then they, that may just sort of turn off their brain and. You know, yep. you, yeah. If you use a word they don't understand in the first 10 seconds of a conversation, the rest of it is just moot. But if you can kind of just use real world analogies and explain things to them in that sort of a fashion, 99% of people get it. That's great. Well, uh, thank you so much, Dr. Gruner, for coming on. Um, and uh, go follow him on Instagram and find his articles and um, all those magazines, Men's Health, Women's Health, um, and so on. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. So, uh, coming up on a break here, uh, you're listening to Let's Get Healthy, sponsored by People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy on Talk 1370. We'll have John Asraf, author of Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power, coming up next. Don't go anywhere. More of Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx is coming up after these messages. The right choice. You're listening to Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy on Talk 1370. Got a health question? Call us now at 512-643-LIVE. And welcome back to Let's Get Healthy, sponsored by People's Rx. Austin's favorite pharmacy. We're on Talk 1370 AM. I'm your host, Brad Swale, here with Dr. Elena Nue- Villanueva. Sorry, I'm, I got it. I know. It's it's <laughs> it's those double L's and, you know, it doesn't roll off. I don't have that Spanish, you know, in me that I, I just, it, sometimes <laughs> I, I have a hard time. But, uh, how? so what did you think of Dr. Gruner? You know, he always has really valuable information to give. And yeah. um, I, I love that his background is, uh, you know, that he also is an is an athlete. You yeah. know, in addition to being in the medical field, I think that, I think that that helps him really relate to his patients and yeah. his clientele. You know, the people that he's working with. 
Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I've uh, looking through his social media, it's impressive, uh, just father to father, how he has this successful uh, cardiology practice in New York City, and I mean, very successful to my understanding, uh, stays extremely fit, but also finds lots of time to have meaningful interactions with his children. And I mean, it, it, you just don't see that very much today, I think. And it's, uh, it's impressive. Uh, it, he was, it, he posted a video where he was reading a, uh, a medical book to his like maybe four year old son and his son was interacting and like, you know, show like pointing oh God, out the different great. parts of the body. It was really cool. Uh, so doctor, you have a practice. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, well, we have a, we actually have a virtual practice. So we went virtual this summer and um, uh, our practice, Modern Holistic Health, we are a functional medicine, uh, you know, holistic coaching practice. And, um, uh, you know, just with, you know, as with most holistic uh, coaching practices, we work at finding root causes for issues where people have just been struggling and, and they haven't found resolution to their different issues that they've had, you know, whether it's autoimmune disease or or neurochemistry imbalances or just chronic fatigue or hormone imbalances. And so that's what we do. And like I said, you know, we went, we switched over and went 100% virtual and we're seeing clients all around the country, which makes it really nice. But we just really work on you know, not only finding the root causes and giving them, you know, protocols and whatnot to actually address the issues, but but we do a lot of coaching with our clients to help them, just like with our last interview. You know, it's yeah. all about lifestyle change as well. You've got to make lifestyle changes. It really is, yeah. And um, and I'm really excited about our our next guest, uh, John Asaraf, because he's going to be uh, showing us some uh, different techniques on how we can actually help create lifestyle changes for ourselves and be yeah. more successful in that. So I'm super excited to talk with him. Yeah, well, I, th I think we're having a little bit of trouble getting him on the line. So let's talk more about you oh, and, you know. So how, you, you guys, it sounds like there's several of you in your practice, um, but you guys took it virtual. How does it work going virtual? What do, what do people do? So in the virtual model, um, and people are really, really loving this model. We're seeing more and more doctors around the country uh, who are moving into a you know the virtual coaching model. Um, we you know we use a a video conference platform. Um, there are different ones out there on the market, but platforms similar to you know platforms similar to Skype, but different, uh, way more awesome and easy to use. So you literally can just either from your phone or your iPad or your computer, you get online and you can see your coach or your yeah. doctor. You can just see them and you and you interact with them and you can go over labs together and you can talk yeah. about, you know, whatever you need to do, just as if you were sitting across the table. Only you don't have to, um, you know, drive in traffic. Right, or if, which is nice. Right, or if you are in a different part of the country, um, you know, and it would otherwise be impossible to get... Uh, to get over to see that particular practitioner or coach that is going to best fit your needs, you know, now you can just jump on the computer. It's just, you know, it's it's really amazing. Technology, the things that you can do with technology now has really um, has really changed the face and is changing the face of healthcare. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. The way that technology is just changing every single industry, I kind of imagine that one day if you, you know, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll call you up on the, or I'll, I'll, Skype you on the virtual platform and 
you know, a, a little robot in my house with an iPad attached to it will come up and you'll be talking <laughs> to me just, you know, face to face. Um, <laughs> so uh, tell me more. So what? what's the name of your practice? Uh, repeat that. Um, and then let's go into what specifically you like to focus on. And then maybe we can talk about the other things that your practice, like the other uh, practitioners or doctors can, you know, right. work through. So Modern Holistic Health is the name of our practice. And uh, um, um, we, we've we actually had uh, some, you know, new coaches um, come on board with us. Um, one is a, a registered nurse. She has an amazing story. Uh, she also had has had her own health struggles, um, you know, including cancer and hip replacements and whatnot. Jeez. And she started actually with me, coaching with me a couple of years ago where, you know, I was working with her on, on her health. And um, and she really, I think, loved the approach that I had uh, to offer her when she first came to me for help with her health issues. Um, you know, we do uh, a lot in the work in the field of epigenetics. And, you know, everything that we do is very data-driven. You know, whether we're looking at blood work or we're looking at hormones or we're looking at genetics, neurotransmitters, whatever. And she made such amazing progress with her with her health that she wanted to join us. And so she's a, a nurse. She's been in the field of nursing for, I don't know, probably 20 years or yeah. more. And she has come on board with us. Um, we have, um, uh, you know, a couple of other health coaches. They're either, um, you know, uh, IIN health coaches or whatnot who are getting ready. You know, they're going through the onboarding process with us right now. Yeah. But my specialty, my passion is to work with neurotransmitter imbalances or or brain chemistry imbalances um and uh, so yeah we can talk about that whenever whenever you want to talk about that we were just featured in a documentary with the with the top uh with the top holistic doctors in the country um called anxiety and depression it was a documentary by uh jonathan otto who's mm -hmm. a very well-known producer of documentaries and, uh, and yeah. humanitarian great really yeah you were mentioning that before the show it mm -hmm. sounds really interesting um we'll have to make sure that we give out that we uh, let people know how they can find that online. So we have our next guest on the line, uh, John Asraf, who is the author of Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. Uh, Mr. Asraf, how are you? I'm doing amazing, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing amazing as well, and it, it, I, can already, I can already feel it with your word choices that you're, you're a very positive person. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it's a, a much better way of seeing the world. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm here with Dr. Villanueva, who is, we're both very excited to talk to you, but let's start with the Thank very you. beginning. What's, what sort of got you into writing this book, and uh, what is intersizing? Uh, great question. Um, what got me to writing this book is just realizing how very few people have a user's manual for their own brain. And with all the new scientific discoveries, we're learning how to stay more positive, how to let go of fears that hold us back, how to augment our self-worth or self-esteem, and how to, in general, just be more positive and achieve more of our life's biggest goals and dreams. Interesting. So, um, you, I was listening to some of the. I was lucky enough to get a, a link to the. You get to when you purchase the book, you get an audio uh, portion, an audio section as well, where you sort of guide people through uh, some of the exercises. And I have to say, it was very calming. And I was doing it while I was on the couch, kind of late at night, and actually uh, just sort of started to drift drift off. So I think it, it seems like it really works. So tell us more about those that audio section. It's a it's a full package. This this program. 
Yeah, what I wanted to do is create something that's a little bit more of a, um, you know, a, a worker's manual with the book uh, or a play guide to go with it. And so I created these exercises that are audio-based brain training uh, to go with the book. So, for example, uh, if somebody's feeling stressed out or somebody's feeling uh, uh, that they've got a lot of anxiety, one of the first exercises we teach them is when we're feeling stressed or anxiety-ridden, then we know that our stress center in the brain is obviously activated and the neurochemicals that go along with that is what's causing the emotion that we call anxiety or stress. With a simple inner size called Take Six, Calm the Circuits, we know that from uh, taking six deep breaths in through your nose gently in five-second rhythmic uh, segments of in through your nose, out through your mouth, and then you blow out like you're blowing out through a straw, you actually deactivate that stress response in the brain in 60 to 90 seconds. So when we learn some new inner sides, they're mental and emotional techniques to use our brain better. And then if somebody is feeling uh, doubtful or stressful or fearful or worried about something that's happened in the past or something that's happening right now, you can do inner size number two that I guide people through in the audios, and that's called AYA, which is a simple mindfulness inner size where you become aware of your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your sensations, and even maybe the behaviors that you've been involved with for the last minute or hour. And then the I stands for intention. You ask yourself, is my intention to keep those thoughts, emotions, feelings, behaviors, sensations, or is my intention something different? If it's something different, you choose what that thing is. And then the A in Aya is action. And you take one action step towards what it is that you want versus what it is that's happening in the present moment. And that's only if you want to change it. And so you start to have a lot more mental and emotional control when you realize that feelings and emotions are nothing more than uh, a result of the neurochemistry that's going on through your or in your body through the release in your brain. And we have a lot more control than we ever thought we did, but we have to learn a few new techniques. So just like Exercise is great for your muscles and some of your organs. Exercise is great for your neuromuscles and your brain. I think that that is so powerful. Um, you know, I I work with clients who are struggling with neurochemical imbalances, and yep. and I can see where where this is this can be so 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 powerful for them to use not only as a tool you know, while they're working on, on, on rebalancing their neurochemistry, but also afterwards, because you end up getting into a pattern and, Correct, uh, and yeah. you've been in that pattern for so long that even, you know, even as you start getting your brain chemistry balanced back out, um, you can still find yourself stuck in that pattern. And it sounds like, you know, this program that you have developed um, can not only, you know, be used as a tool to help pull people out of fight or flight or out of that high stress emotional state, Correct. but it can also be used to help literally like repattern their thought processes so that as they get their bodies and their brains balanced back out, that they're not stuck back in that place. That's exactly right. And, and part of the genius of, of the human brain is that any pattern that we, whether it's consciously or non-consciously um, continue becomes part of our default mode network, which is just another way of saying becomes part of our automatic self. And so what are the, one of the things we have to do is recognize whether our patterns are empowering us or disempowering us, whether they're constructive or destructive, and interrupt those patterns because our brain is going to do two things. Number one is it's going to try to conserve energy 
by activating patterns that you activate on a normal day-to-day basis, whether they're good or bad, whether you like them or not. And so if there are patterns that are not either to your taste or working for you, there are some simple brain-based techniques to interrupt those patterns. And as you said, rewire your brain in order to have a lot more control. And, and that's what this is all about. It's, it's a fascinating work based on the science of neuroplasticity and everybody can do it. And that's the most beautiful thing about it. That is so incredible, John. I um, I definitely have to reach out to you. Um, we've got to get in contact with one another. Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Asraf, we're, it's a little bit of abbreviated interview, so I apologize about that, but I want to make sure that people have uh, the information they need. And I mean, this, this really, it, from the little bit that I've done and read through it, I think it's a program that can really help a lot of people. Uh, so tell us how we can find you and your book and program. Awesome. The easiest way to get the book, uh, Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power, is either on Amazon. Uh, and that's the easy way. Or if you want to get some of the gifts that come with the book, there's hundreds of dollars in uh, free brain training audios that I'm giving people with the book so that they can actually do the inner sizes, then just go to ignitemybrain.com, ignitemybrain.com. That's great. Uh, yeah, looking at the Amazon right now, you have fantastic reviews, uh, almost five stars. Thank so, you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Asraf. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. And you're listening to Let's Get Healthy, sponsored by People's, Austin's favorite pharmacy. Uh, coming up next, we have, jeez, uh, blanking on the name, Sally Van Sickle. There we go. Sally Van Sickle of Capital City Village is coming on, listening to us on Talk 1370 AM. Thanks. You're listening to Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx, Austin's local holistic pharmacy. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Making talk radio great again. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. Talk 1370, the right choice. You're listening to Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy on Talk 1370. Got a health question? Call us now at 512-643-LIVE. And welcome back to Let's Get Healthy, sponsored by People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy. Talking to you live on Talk 1370 AM. That was a much better, much more fluid intro than my outro. So um, I, I seems like I got my radio voice back. So coming up next, we have uh, Sally Van Sickle of Capital City Village uh, to tell us more about the, I think, an, an event coming up. So uh, Ms. Van Sickle, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Actually, thank- the event... <laughs> Hi, how are you this morning? Oh, doing well, thank you. Uh, the event was actually this past Thursday, uh, oh. Keep Aging Weird. It was our annual fundraiser, the fourth year that we've had it, and it was a very successful event. Um, I'm actually in Tacoma, Washington myself, but the event um, I've heard from our, our volunteers was very, very successful. Well, that's great. It's, that's really good. it's our major fundraiser for the year. So what, what exactly is Capital City Village? So Capital City Village is a grassroots nonprofit started by a group of Austinites um, who were, are aging, as all of us are. Everyone's doing it. I am not. And it, it was based on a village from Beacon Hill that was started 16 years ago now, where a group of people who lived in an area 
decide that they really want to stay in place as long as they possibly can. But as we age, things change. Yeah. And we can't always do the same things. We can't maybe keep our yard up as well as we used to. We struggle to get to the grocery store in the evenings or get to all of our medical appointments. So Capital City Village helped to create the village aspect that, that we had decades ago as a culture. And we moved away from it probably 50 or 60 years ago. You know, we started isolating our elders a little bit more. So this is, is keeping them engaged in the community, keeping them in their homes as long as we possibly can. Uh, that's that's great. I mean, it seems like um, a really noble cause to sort of get back to that, like you said, getting back to the more community aspect of taking care of each other and especially uh, not forgetting our elders. Uh, I used to, I lived in Japan and in, in, uh, high school and some in college, and the family that I lived with, the grandparents were there living in the home, and you know they were at dinner every night. They still worked every day, and uh, it was very. Um, it was heartwarming to sort of get yeah. that get that generational difference and learn from them as well. So that's really great. The, it is the intergenerational aspect of of that kind of lifestyle that you're talking about, and what we hope to bring to our community um, is very very important to the older population. So, they tend to lose that. You know, families are so busy these days. We've got the middle, the sandwich generation. We've got children and parents, you know, and, and trying to juggle jobs. And it's, it's hard to keep up. Even when your kids are, you know, a mile away, they have things that they need to be doing. So they can't always run and help mom or dad when they need it. So this brings that aspect to it. Um, and we get volunteers who are also of all ages. Um, yeah. And yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, you know, what what kind of activities or what type of programs like are you actually putting together? You know, like the specifics of what you're doing to bring, uh, you know, to bring uh, more of a community aspect uh, uh, for your program, and how can people get involved with that? Sure, I'd be happy to talk about that. Um, as, as, well, I'll start with the last one of how people can get involved. Um, we love to have volunteers and. Um, if they just call the office, we can talk to them about what their skill set might be, what their interests might be, you know, and work to develop something um, where we can utilize the volunteers. As far as the programs that we've got, we've got a very wide variety. We have interest groups. You know, there's a mindfulness group that meets once a month where you really get to know the people in the room. You know, you spend an hour and a half, and it's, it's a, a little bit of meditation, but it's really just talking about your life with a group of people um, and building a community. So you're building a relationship by having those monthly meetings. We also have a number of uh, social, educational, and health and wellness-related programs. Usually about once every two or three months, we'll have a, a wellness or medical program, and we partner with different um, facilities around the city to hold those. Um, we'll have a doctor come in and, and talk about um, different aging issues. Cataracts was one that we had recently, um, osteoporosis, right, things like that. But then we also have some educational programs. We've got a guy who's spoken to us twice now. He's a Middle East politics expert, and he came in and talked about the current U.S. political environment and our interactions with the Middle East. 
and we liked him so much the first time we brought him back a second time a year later. We've got uh, several monthly coffees that are in South Austin, North Austin, and then that move around to, um, again, it's the building of relationships. So having those monthly events gets people to come out of their homes into a social setting and really, really build relationships with folks. Um, We also take member suggestions on different interests, things that we may not have. And then our volunteers do a variety of things like uh, yard work, um, technical support, household repairs, light, lighthouse work, light repairs. Yeah. Transportation is our biggest volunteer activity uh, these days. So, uh, Ms. Van Sickle, we're uh, running up close to the end of the show here, but I wanted to make sure I'm looking at your website right now, and you guys have tons of upcoming events. Looks like, you know, maybe 15 or so uh, coming up just in November alone. The last one is actually Coffee, mm-hmm. Caffeine, and Conversation, which sort of sounds like this show is for me every Saturday. But <laughs> tell me, tell people how they can get to your website and uh, get in touch. Okay. Our website is capitalcityvillage.org. And you know what? I don't have our office phone number right in front of me. I'm very sorry to say. That's okay. Um, but capital capitalcityvillage.org. They can find contact information. You can email from to uh, info at capitalcityvillage.org from that, um, or the phone number will be right there. And our ED, we've got a couple of volunteers that are in the office, and they would love to speak with anyone who'd, who's interested in being a volunteer or being a member. Um, and we are, of course, always looking for donors. Yeah, it's uh, so I'm looking at the website right now. I think the phone number is 512-524-2709. That uh, sounds right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No big deal. That's what we have the internet for. So, uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. This sounds like a great organization. You're welcome. Thank you for the time. Thank you. So we're coming up on the end of the show. I wanted to make sure that you, Dr. Villanueva, had time again to you know give out your information uh, if listeners wanted to get into contact with you. And it sounds like you and uh, our second guest, John Asaraf, sort of do similar type things. So people who have sort of anxiety and things like that, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, um, they can They can reach us at modernholistichealth.com. The phone number is 512-550-7933. Yeah, that again, that that conversation with John Asraf was was really was really, really intriguing and very interesting. You know, he's working on one side of it where where I'm working in, you know, with the biochemistry or the neurochemistry, you know, utilizing lab work and, you know, genetics to see you know, for example, how our genes are influencing the production or the breakdown of, you know, neurochemicals like serotonin or dopamine or things like that. We actually um, put out a a free ebook that if people are interested in, that they can uh, that they can download. And in this ebook, we we share some super valuable information. It's actually a lot of the work, probably about fifty percent of the work that I do with my clients. Um, to help them when they are struggling with neurochemical imbalances, um, and uh, an, or or in lieu of you know if they can't afford to go through the coaching programs and and get their lab work done, and so um, I just want to share share that with the you know with our listeners, uh, they can go to uh, they can text brain, you can text brain to three one nine nine six. 
and you can then receive a copy of the free ebook. Um, or you can go to balanceyourbrain.com and you can also get a copy of the free ebook that way. That's all great. That's really good. So uh, we're coming up on the end. You've been listening to Let's Get Healthy, sponsored by PeoplesRx, Austin's favorite pharmacy on Talk 1370. Don't forget to go to peoplesrx.com slash events to learn more about what's going on there. Y'all have a great day. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Let's Get Healthy with PeoplesRx on Talk 1370. Tune in again next Saturday at 9 for another hour of cutting-edge health and wellness information from PeoplesRx, Austin's favorite pharmacy.